You don't have to live with chronic pain. Downtown's Health can show you a better way. Joint pain, back pain, pain that sits and waits. Downtown's Health offers an alternative with physical and regenerative therapy. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Three, two, one. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It is Commissioner Cooper, and it's time for TSS Fantasy. gentlemen it is commissioner cooper and it's time for tss fantasy <laughs> you're on mute i'm not excited right now yeah fantasy football expo this week check us out let's go that was the funniest yeah i think we've had yet with the muted yeah to start it off but yeah you know what you're right we are excited it is fantasy football expo week super excited about our trip we got a road trip with the fellas to ohio super excited we got bob lung in tonight to talk about the expo super excited about that let's get our introduction started so we can bring in bob welcome into the studio justin jesus herrera yes i i match the energy i love it it's fantasy football expo week we have been talking about this for a couple weeks now um, I'm going to let my boy Nick lay it down with all the merch and all that stuff. I'm just going to say it's redraft strategy week, boys, and it's time to get that one-hit wonder in, that one season where you get to say, ah, yeah, I took Tom Brady, and guess what? I won the championship. Well, no, actually, that's probably like 45 years, right? He's been about 45 years. <laughs> Justin's excited. He's getting ready for the draft with his one-hitter, as he said. Let's also welcome to the studio Nick you got slandered macaronis. Freddie comes in like his hair is on fire. Well, what's left of it anyway? And then, <laughs> and then Justin goes, "Yeah, I'm gonna match the energy." And uh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh, it's got to be Monday night, right? So again, as Justin has alluded to, we're already gonna talk about redraft strategy. Uh, also, again, when you're talking about strategies and who to look for. Go to our rankings. Where do you find them? 
TSSFantasy.com. You just click on rankings and you bring up all three of our rankings because someone forgot to do it. I'm not, I'm not naming names, Fred, but someone forgot to do it. Um, then, then you slide on all over to merchandise. You say, oh, look, I like that shirt. I like that shirt. I like that shirt. And then, you know what? What do these guys have to say? Let me see what Greg O.J. Mayer has got to say on Knights of the Roundtable. So click on Knights of the Roundtable. And as always, when you're watching us, please, Jason, I'm going to steal it. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button, and Jason's going to tell you why. Indeed. Well, before I get to that, let's also welcome to the studio. By the way, your introductions get longer and longer as we go. Fred the Jester Reyes, welcome to the studio. That's why we can't last an hour. This is this is the reason why, right? This this guy right here. <laughs> no, welcome everybody. Thank you for following me at TSS Jester. To all the people that subscribed the last two days, I do appreciate you very much. Thank you for doing that for us. Uh, keep it going. We do want to do other giveaways, so please, please keep subscribing. And yes, I am ready. It's the first real exhibition football week. Hopefully, nobody gets hurt. Yeah, that's the best. That's the thing that we're looking for the most this week is no one gets hurt. And again, it's Expo Week. We're super excited. It's the first time that we've been. Before I get to that, though, as Nick alluded to, if you're watching right now on YouTube, hit the subscribe button. Why not hit that subscribe? We are right now. I don't have the contest ready yet, but it's coming after Expo Week. We were getting prepped for Expo. We're not ready. Next week, we'll have a new contest. So hit subscribe. We'll get you into that and we'll pull that for you soon. Also, Get on Underdog Fantasy. It's fantasy time. Get on Underdog. We're going to have all kind of contests associated with it as well. We're going to include some Gatorland tickets, some Miami Dolphin home game experiences as well. We got it all for you. Nick, why do we do all these crazy things? Because we can, bro. And Nick, I mean, come on. It's because we're the fantasy show of the people. Okay, fine. That too. The people. The fantasy show, the people indeed. We got Bob Long. He's like, what the hell? I got to get on the show already. Let's bring in, let's transition Bob in with a little video. Let's bring in Bob. Mr. Bob Long, welcome into the studio, my friend. Thank you, guys. Man, great, uh, great uh, uh, intro video you guys do. Uh, love the Miami Dolphins stuff. I just got done driving Larry Zonka, Hall of Fame weekend here in Canton. Uh, super nice guy. Always a big fan. I was a big fan of the Dolphins in the 70s. Uh, Dolphins and Raiders because the Browns sucked. So I had to root for somebody that could beat Pittsburgh. So I was always a Dolphins and Raiders fan in the 70s. But, uh, no, thank you for having me on. Uh, very excited about this week. Uh, you guys all coming in town. Uh, and uh, being a part of the expo weekend, and it's every every minute. This has been an unbelievable ride, and just today it got even wilder. And when um, we'll we'll make that announcement here whenever you're ready. Okay, cool. We're ready. Right. Well, yeah, we're ready. Go ahead. I'm, All right, I'm, I'm like on the edge of my seat. So. So you guys have seen the videos of the dome for the Saturday night party, indoor practice field. Uh, we're going to do the you know quarterback skills challenge. We're going to do the flag football tournament, right? So this morning I get a call mm-hmm. from the Hall of Fame Village, and they said, um, dome's not going to be ready. And, like, my heart dropped. 
And they said, but before I could even open my mouth, they said, but you can have the stadium. So guess what? Saturday night party is in Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium. We will be playing all the football activities on the field at the stadium. Uh, and so bring 23,000 of your closest friends because we got room for them. Wow. Wait, 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 wait. That deserves a little. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Bob, you talk about tingly sensations in areas we don't want to speak about. I am super pumped, my brother. Yeah. That is super exciting. Now we're all really, we're excited anyway. Now we're super excited. Now we need to get our flag football team, guys. Let's go. We need four more teams to get 16. We're only at 12. Well, we, we had, by the way, we have seven. We're missing one. Player. Yeah, we're missing one more. Oh, That's okay. So. Do it with right. Zonk, you only have to put five on the field. Just don't anybody get hurt. Can yeah, we draft Zonka? I'll have dirt. <laughs> he probably uh, moves like go. I do. Sign us up. All he right. can play quarterback. Let me get control here because everyone's all kind of crazy right now. Why not? Big news. I mean, I'm super excited. We're going to be on the holiday. Wow, I'm just, I'm just I can't even talk. All right, let's get on tonight with the big, big show that we got. We're talking about redraft. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, to be quite honest with you, this is what everyone grows up on. This is just all I knew was redraft. I didn't know that there were such things as dynasty, super flex, auction, all this crazy stuff. When I first started, it was just redraft. That's all we knew. All this other stuff starting to come in. It's been super exciting. But I want to hear, Bob, we'll go to you first. Give me some strategies you implement for your redraft teams versus, say, other uh, drafts that you get into. Well, for redraft, you know, obviously I'm going to talk about consistency because, you know, I write that annual fantasy football consistency guide that you can get on Amazon. Don't forget to go get that. Um, so my idea has always been, and basically I, I go into every redraft with the idea that my first seven to eight players are going to be strong, consistent starters. Like I don't draft five running backs because it's fun and I want to over. No, I want my one quarterback, my two running backs, my three receivers, tight end. I want that, that consistency core that that I know I can count on. Yeah, they're going to be injuries and my team, you know, but I'll get the the flyers and the, you know, outliers and then, you know, the upside guys later. I want my Keenan Allens. I want my, you know, my consistent players um, that are going to be there every week for me. And then I'll build around that. But I always build my consistent core first. Yeah, that's funny you say that because what I what I delineate that as is my meat and potatoes is what I call it. And that's exactly what I look for in my roster is get that meat and potatoes first, and then we kind of build off of that. As long as I got my juicy steak, my Derrick Henry, my Jonathan Taylor, my whoever, um, and then I can just build off of my main course from there, so to speak. So, Justin, let's say you, friend, you got a um, strategy you implement for a redraft. No, it's a lot of the same. Um, I tend to try and stay away from rookies unless they're like, you know, Jamar Chase or, you know, somebody. I, I wouldn't even say I'd call Justin Jefferson. I didn't call Justin Jefferson. But somebody like a Jamar Chase is somebody, you know, I would go for. But other than that, like first seven rounds, I'm like just with Bob. I'm just with you, Kamish. I'm going straight for the guys that I know are going to get me consistent points. I'm going for the guys that are on high-powered offenses that are getting good, like, looks, getting good touches, getting good targets, 
Um, I'll tend to load up on my first like two to three picks are going to be running backs, but that's because the wide receiver class to me is way too like vast. There's so much talent there that I feel like I could pick like two or three of them and they'll be able to match that, you know, wide receiver one, maybe even get into that wide receiver one tier for that next season. So that's how I usually go with it. And then I also play BPA. So if for my tight end, if there's like somebody that's really good value there, like I'm looking at Dalton Schultz this year, terrific value. I'm, I'm deciding if he falls to me, I'm taking him. But if he's like, you know, gone and there's nobody there I really like, that's when I start to like kick the cans on guys like tire positions, like tight ends, and maybe even like push quarterback a little while back. Because once you get past the first five, six, seven quarterbacks, they all start to kind of mesh into the same type of realm where any of them could be eight to 15. So that's where I kind of like start to go, all right, I'm going to load up on the skilled players and then I'm going to get those positions, the tight end, the QB a little bit later on. Yeah, it makes total sense. I grew up on that, essentially, if you will, on the black and white TV. We watched when we did our fantasy draft with the USA Today and got our stats from there. That's how I was taught, get your running back. I have never wavered from that. Always stayed the same, no matter what the new trend is. To me, you got to get the good stable, the meat and potatoes, as they say. Nick, what say you, friend? You got anything different you want to add? Not really. Like, usually what I would do is I would – my first four picks, I would usually go – Running back, running back, receiver, receiver. Because those are the main guys that are going to get you points. And usually there's some guy in the draft that always thinks that they know everything better than you. And then what they'll do is, you know, you try and think, you predict how it's going to go. You think it's just going to go chalk. And then somebody will throw in, oh, let me grab uh, a Travis Kelsey in the first round. Or, or they'll draft like an Aaron Rodgers. So then you might get guys that you don't think that are going to fall to you. It's like, Oh, I can't pass this up. And then it kind of throws like your whole strategy off. But I try to pretty much stick to a a guideline because uh, so, whenever I deviate from that, it just goes awry. And then I try and wrangle it back in, you know, later rounds in the in the draft. And then everyone's got that panic pick. Like the guys that you wanted weren't there. And then you're like, ooh. So, you know, I just try and stay in that running back, running back, tight end, and try and get my quarterback, unless it's really somebody good, around six or seven, depending on who's left available. Fred, anything to add to that, sir? Yeah, I'm a little bit different than O'Flanders. O- o- I always take my running back first, but then I go with points. Uh, points are what matters to me these days. Uh, I mean, if there's, I'll take a quarterback second second round, uh, Patrick Mahomes, uh, uh, Kyler Murray. Somebody's going to get me running and, and throwing. So I don't mind doing running back, wide receiver, maybe a combo with the tight end and back to running back. Uh, wide receivers don't come for me to fifth or sixth round. I, I do okay with t- uh, two second-tier receivers. They usually works out for me. So I'm all about the f- uh, points in three or four rounds all right well since we're the fantasy show the people we're not actually going to be talking ranking but let's talk about specific players and i haven't had a chance to hit that transition video in a minute so let's go ahead that let's talk some ranking i'm ready i'm ready i'm ready i'm ready i'm ready i'm ready ready, ready, ready. All right, tonight we're going to start with the running backs. We were just talking about redraft, and we're talking about the most important position for me anyway in a redraft. Let's start out with the running backs. Bob, we'll start with you first. 
Give me a guy you really like this year. Well, that's a good question. So I, I think this year, I, while I normally am a two running back, first two round kind of guy, there is so much value in round three, four, and five this year of guys that are surprising that they're falling that far. And the two guys are, you know, fossils in the fantasy football world, but that's Ezekiel Elliott and Saquon Barkley. Uh, we've all given up on them. We've all decided that they're done. But the problem is, is that they really aren't. And, and I think they've got at least this year in them. And so in redraft, again, not dynasty, redraft, if I can get Justin Jefferson and Keenan Allen or somebody really, you know, good and consistent in the second round, and I can come back and get Zeke and Barkley in round three and four, um, I, I really, it's hard not to do that. And yeah, well, yeah, I'm taking a chance, but hey, I'm taking a chance if I pick Christian McCaffrey in the first round he hasn't played for two straight years, basically. So, yeah, there's risk everywhere, but there's it's a lot easier to swallow that risk at, with Zeke and Barkley in rounds three and four than, you know, taking a chance on a Javante Williams who, yeah, he's got the talent. Yeah, he's young, but they're still talking about 60-40 split in Denver. So I know Zeke's going to get the ball. Yeah, Pollard's going to be there, but I think Zeke's going to come out with a chip on his shoulder. Uh, he was still seventh in total points last year, and he played yeah. hurt all year. So I think he's going to have a chip on his shoulder. He's got something to prove. We know Barkley does as well. I, I like their value this year. Yeah, I, I agree. And actually, you know, we've done a few mocks. Obviously, I'm sure you as well have been in a few drafts already, and you're exactly right. Those guys are dropping, um, you know, good value for you if they pick up. Like, I talked a lot about Saquon last year. Hopefully, I was a year early. Um, you know, and then this year he busts out. It was well, a lot of problems with the line and stuff. Let's see how improved that is. And Zeke, like you mentioned, still doing work. So um, there's a certain point with this running back class that once you get, you brought him up, Javonta Williams, once you get into that range, there's just question marks all across the board. So I got into the point where I'm at that draft where I'm looking at that second RB like, okay, well, maybe I can just, you know, maybe I can mess around and get a top, as Freddie mentioned, get a top QB and maybe the second round. Cause there's a lot of question marks with those RB twos. Justin, give me a guy you like my friend. You don't have to live with chronic pain. Downtown's Health can show you a better way. Joint pain, back pain, pain that sits and waits. Downtown's Health offers an alternative with physical and regenerative therapy. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Uh, Alvin Kamara, and it's because of the value. The value you're getting on Alvin Kamara right now is insane. People are just automatically writing him off for a six-game suspension, and nothing is written in stone. Um, And I'll say this. When you can get Alvin Kamara in a startup draft and a redraft league at number in your fourth round, yeah, you're doing you're doing a real good job with your draft because you are getting a guy who for the past couple of years was a bona fide, you know, around the circle swing type of guy where he was in that like one to twelve, one to twelve pick range to two to one range. You know, he was that borderline first round, second round pick, and you're getting him in the fourth round. 
and he doesn't have major injury history. It's just, you know, the suspension that is lingering right now, it's not been set. <clears throat> yeah, go take that value. I mean, their offense right now is really kind of up in the air what they're going to do. You're hoping that it's going to be centered around their uh, main weapons, which is Winston, Olave, Mike Thomas, and Kamara. And I think Kamara is going to be seeing a lot of what he used to see as a receiving back as well. So I'm going with Alvin Kamara at that value. And don't forget about the Swiss Army knife. Taysom Hill could end up being a big point getter if he plays tight end. We don't know what Taysom Hill may present this year. Could be this year's Cordell Patterson for all we know. I want to watch out for that. Fred, I know I messed that up. You were supposed to give me the RB, so I'll go back to you for the sleeper. So, Nick, give me give me a guy you don't like this year. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go a, a little low because this guy was supposed to be a sneaky good pick this year, and I've been, and, and I'm hearing my things. Uh, Marlon Mack was supposed to be uh, – I'm, I'm hearing, you know, he, he could return to his old form with the Colts. You know, he is coming off an Achilles. And we hear every week Dr. Miller saying, you know, Achilles injuries, those are, those are injury killers. Um, I mean, sorry, career killers, my fault. Uh, he's supposed to be the, the RB1 in the, in the Houston backfield. Now, if you listen to TSS, we've all been saying don't draft any, any Houston Texans except for, uh, Brandon Cooks. But if you want, like a flyer, Marlon Mack could be a name out there, but I don't like him because I think eventually by the time he's going to be valuable, Damian Pierce is going to steal that job. So so you're basically drafting a guy who you thought was going to be sneaky good, and you're going to just end up releasing him anyway. So I would stay away from, from Marlon Mack. Even though he says RB1 on the Texans' depth, depth chart, he's not an RB1. Bob, what say you? Give me a guy, a guy you don't like. I don't like. Um, well, I, I don't know if there's anybody I don't like. It really comes down to value. Um, and I guess if I'm going to pick a guy there, uh, I'm probably going to go with Cam Akers just because I don't think he really proved that he was healthy last year. Um, I haven't heard any great things coming out of camp. You would think, like, if he was really looking good, we'd start hearing that hype. Even if it's semi-fake hype, just give me anything that says Cam Akers – is showing burst or showing something. I haven't heard a damn thing about him. Uh, so, you know, I'm kind of worried that, you know, as much as he plays on an amazing offense, I've also heard too much about how Daryl Henderson is going to be just as much involved. And so I, I'm kind of, you know, as they say on Shark Tank, I'm out. Bob, when you get time, do yourself a favor. Do, uh, do, do me a favor. Sorry, not yourself. Do okay. me a favor. Go and watch our Ram show. Um, we okay. did a whole summer. And that's the exact uh, – now, our Rams guest was very long-winded, mind you. However, <laughs> when he got done, I remember. he told you the same thing. He basically laid it out. He thought Daryl Henderson was going to be the guy there at some point. Still wasn't really believing in Cam Akers. He said the same exact thing that we're hearing. So, yeah, that's what I was saying before. Those RB2s, a lot of question marks once you start looking – once you get past a certain point. He took right, 25 you know, minutes to get there, but he got there. <laughs> he did get there, thankfully. All right, let's go to the sleeper. Fred, I know I'm surprising you with this. Hey, I know you've been sleeping. Give me somebody that's out there. But come on, you're a fantasy guy. Give me somebody nobody's talking about running back-wise you think might be good this year. Uh, Chase Edmonds. <clears throat> 
I like Chase. I, I mean, no, 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 seriously. I've been watching a lot of drafts, doing a lot of mock drafts lately, and nobody really has been talking about him. I think he wins the job in Miami, convincingly. Last year, we were talking about Miles Gaskin, if we, everybody remembers, how he doesn't hit the hole hard. He doesn't play up to his potential. Well, I think Chase Edmond comes in, has a great season. I think it actually helps now that you have Tyreek Hill and Waddle out there, and, and they're not going to pay as much uh, attention to Chase, uh, Chase Edmonds. So if I'm trying to if, – if, if he falls to me around the fourth round, I'll definitely take a flyer on Chase Edmonds. Bob, just so you know, Fred's our resident Dolphins I hate fan, the Miami. But, um, I hate the Dolphins. <laughs> but on this show, Miami is known as America's team, my friend. So, so yeah. that's what we designate the Dolphins. So, Bob, give me somebody, though, that we're sleeping on this year in the running back position. Well, I'm going to just real quick say Sonny Michelle is really the sleeper in Miami, but we'll go and we'll go for it from there. Um, he will take over Chase Edmonds' job by week six. But my favorite guy this year that I think is a deep sleeper, and I can't believe that nobody's talking about this guy because of the team he plays on. He's been a good running back in the past. Yeah, he isn't perfect. But, man, Ronald Jones in Kansas City has so much potential to knock out CEH and take that job. I mean, CEH knows it. He's going to have to prove it's his job to lose. But he hasn't necessarily set the world on fire in the two years they've been giving him the ball all the time. Um, that's why they brought in Ronald Jones. And if CEH doesn't play at a much higher level than he has the last two years, Ronald Jones could be also taking over that team's starting job by, by week six. Oh, I like it. And you know what? The spicy pick of CEH, I mean, has not been very spicy. And, then, no. you know, we, we, we were all excited to have this young, you know, ex- explosive running back in this Andy Reid offense, you know, which, you know, again, you thought it's, it's, it explodes in points. So we would think the running back would of course benefit from that, but he has just not been that guy, unfortunately. So I mean, all remember two years ago, we were drafting CEH in the first round because of where he was being drafted. Think about that. Now you can get him what round six, maybe higher. So yeah, there's not a love there for, for him in Kansas city. So I think Ronald Jones could steal that job. Yeah, no, good call on that. Wasn't even, I, and I don't see him even being drafted in some mm. drafts. So that's that's a good call there, Bob. Oh yeah. All right, we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we're gonna play our fun buy or sell game, champs or chumps. Since Justin set Bob up, and we'll talk about that in a second with this with this list, I'm gonna have Justin face off against Bob, and of All course right. Nick. Nick I got. Our, I'm bringing it. I'm bringing Nick, it. <laughs> Nick's our judge. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back with Chance or Chuck. <laughs> Hayden, we love fantasy football. We do? It's a fantastic game, yet still not perfect. Like, I hate leaving high-scoring players on my bench. The worst, man. In fact, hate it even more when I put injured players and they're in my starting lineup. Can't have that. And I need a life. The waivers, the trades, every single week, it grinds on me. So... We at Underdog Fantasy want to make fantasy football easier for everyone out there. It's called Best Ball, and we set your optimal lineup for you each and every week. You can do it all year long. We have drafts going all the way from February to week one of the NFL season. 
what are you waiting for? Use our awesome early sign-up offer to get a little extra something on that first deposit and that first time you play on Underdog Fantasy. You put them up, reach the skies, let the stars up above, because it's one time for the underdog, one time for the underdog. It's champs or chumps night. We are going. We got Bob versus Justin for the quarterbacks. We're going to go for quarterbacks tonight. I think it'll be a good. And like I said, apparently Bob um, is not a big Trey Lance guy. And Justin is going to make him buy him tonight. So that's why I got. The I'm game. buying. I'm buying. I'm, I'm going to tell you why. Well, wait, <laughs> wait till we get there. Wait till All we right. get there. We're almost there. I'm bringing right? it. Oh, he's ready, boy. Forget Take the gloves off. Bob's ready. I got to play the intro, Bob, before we get it. Let's go. It's time to get it on for Champs and Chumps. Uh, Let's get ready to rumble. Thick do you think I am? I mean, I know I've never stood up around you, but and only because Caleb looked like he's in Grandma's kitchen, I'm gonna give this one to Mike. So Caleb, for just right now. Hey man, just want to let you know that sometimes you gotta shut the fuck up. Jason, that's not how you treat guests, bro. Hey. <laughs> Get it on. It's time. All right. We're going to start round one. Derek Carr. And we're going to go to Bob first. You are going to give us the champ argument. But Derek Carr obviously didn't have his best, most consistent year last year, but he did rank top 15. In fact, he was top 12 in total points. But let's be honest. He was doing this with, you know, one wide receiver in Hunter Renfro. Waller missed a lot of games last year. They were running the ball a little bit more because they didn't have the passing game. So now you add Devontae Adams, a healthy Darren Waller. You've got Renfro. Um, you know, you've got Josh Jacobs. You have this whole whole network of team or players around him now that can make him successful. Just a couple of years ago, he was actually about 70, 75% consistent with, again, a lesser team than he has now. I think he easily stays in the top 12 in total points. Uh, also because of the fact he plays in the AFC West and those games are all going to be 45, 42. Uh, it, and when you got Devonte Adams added into that. I mean, he's a buy, but the great thing is you don't have to draft him as your, your, your QB one this year. You can actually draft somebody else. Um, and, you know, or maybe go with like a Matthew Stafford slash car kind of combo and then you got two solid receivers or two solid quarterbacks that can help you uh, in bye weeks, uh, you know, and maybe maybe you can even start playing matchups and kind of do a combo thing there and maybe kind of stream the two of them. But Derek Carr is a great pick this year, such a good value. If you want to get super late with quarterbacks, I think he's the guy to go with. Yeah, to Bob's point, one of the leagues I'm in, I actually have a Hurts and Carr and a Superflex. I was able to get Carr a little later, nice. so perfect, perfect point, say the least. All right, Justin, 
in your chance, my friend. Give me the chump argument for Derek Carr. I feel like this whole segment is going to be me shooting myself in the foot. But uh, for uh, Chum's argument, as far as Derek Carr goes, um, he's not a running quarterback, so it doesn't give you that upside. Uh, we also talk about, you know, it's, it's a whole what-if game right now. We're, we're playing with upside. Why wouldn't you go out and grab somebody that you know is for sure? You know, especially at that QB2 position, that's almost like, you know, you want him to be like your lock-in guy. I, for for me, I, I would want maybe more of like a Kirk Cousins, somebody that I know has thrown 30 touchdowns and 40,000 yards. Derek Carr's not done that. Um, sure, we could talk about his limited weapons, but at the end of the day, I mean, how much does Devontae Adams really add to this team um, as far as, you know, I mean, I'm sure touchdowns why he could add something to this team, but... As far as this team goes, I like the fact that uh, – just ring the bell. I don't care. <laughs> the minute he starts struggling with Devonta Adams, bro, I was like, oh, no. All right, Nick, what do you think? Okay, so uh, I like I like the argument with um, Bob because he actually brought some real sense to it. Like how could you not vote? for Devontae Adams because at least Devontae Adams is also going to take the top off the defense and let the underneath routes happen where it's not going to corral everything. So I'm, I'm going to go with Bob on this one. And Bob, I'm sure that you're a super nice guy, but uh, I have to throw this up up here just for you, my friend. So <laughs> you can hardly see it. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That, oh, that's but, terrible, Cal? Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah, that's cute. We, that's right. Losses effectiveness. I know. Yeah, but you know what the you know what we do with these cute towels? We we polish our Super Bowl championships with them. So uh, anyway, you've been wiping your bow with them lately, haven't you? I'm giving them to Bob. Okay, let's move on. Round one's over. Thank God. Let's go to round two. Jalen Hurts. Talking about Jalen Hurts, we're gonna go to. Uh, Justin, with you first, give me the champ argument for Jalen Hurts. All right. So here's the thing. He's going into camp. Everything coming out of camp has been that he's been working on his footwork. He's been working on his accuracy. What was missing last year? He needed an alpha receiver. Check. A.J. Brown. He needed somebody else to freaking be his, his other receiver other than Jalen Rager. Now he's got his former alpha, Devontae Smith. He's got a good run game behind him. This guy was a top 10 quarterback when he had just about absolutely nothing and he was just using his legs. So now you add on, he's going to be using his legs still. He's still going to be taking a lot of those goal line touches and those goal line touchdowns. But now you add in the fact that instead of 16 passing touchdowns, this guy's probably going to be getting 25 to 30 passing touchdowns with A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith on the outside. Not to mention you got Dallas Goddard coming across. I love his chances of being a top five quarterback this year. And at the price that you're getting for him right now with the market up and down on him, you can still get him at like number 10 and he'll be a top five quarterback. Yeah. Depending on your drafts, you're absolutely right. Bob, what say you friend, give me the chump argument for Jalen Hurts. This guy is definitely a chump because here's why Uh, his consistency sucked. He was 62% last year, even though he had all that legs and all that time. Um, yeah, he has a better receiver in A.J. Brown, but if he throws more, that means he runs less. 
And is that really going to help him? Because guess what? You know, you get two and a half points for every yard you rush as a quarterback versus what you throw. So if he runs only for 500 yards, but throws for 3,500 yards or even 4,000 yards, guess what? His fantasy points go down. And he was already inconsistent before that. And now you want to draft him as a top 12? Honestly, I'm drafting Derek Carr before I draft Jim. Nick, what say you? I know it cl- hits close to home there, but what say you? Who wins round two? Well, it does hit close to home, but but Bob's uh, numbers are they're they're impeccable. They are they're spot on. Uh, Jalen Hurts cannot throw the deep ball, so uh, and they have a running back by committee. And when your leading running back is is your quarterback, that's a problem. So uh, I'm definitely going to go with Bob on this one. Wow. Two oh Bob, a couple jabs that might and I haven't got to trade Lance yet. Oh, it's hey, hey Nick, you know who it wasn't a problem for? Josh Allen. He was the leading running back for his team too. <laughs> You'll be willing. Stats stats, we can spin them any way they like. Hey, that was a good way to spin that argument. Let's go to round three. Trey Lance, you just brought him up. This is gonna be a good one here, Bob. Give me the buy argument. Sell this me. is such an easy sell. Give it oh, to me. Or, I'm, I'm sorry, an easy buy. Such easy. an easy buy. Look, you guys can do the numbers yourself. I just did them, okay? If you take the three games last year that Trey Lance had more than 18 attempts in one game, and you annualize that over a 17-game period, okay, 3,500 yards passing, 952 yards rushing, 28 passing touchdowns, 11 interceptions. Drop Mike. Done. This guy's a stud. Wow. Drop the mic on Justin. Are you going to come back? It's 2-0. Give me, give me the chump argument. In those three games, 59% completion percentage. That is absolutely atrocious. We want to talk about Jalen Hurts being bad. This guy, if Bob wants to sell Jalen Hurts, he should be selling Trey Lance because carbon copies of each other. We don't know what this 49ers offense is outside of Debo Samuel. Brandon Ayuk has not hatched into what his next form is, if he's going to be that way. Um, You know, Elijah Mitchell is going to be taking a lot of the touches at the goal line because you're going to want to keep your – your first round pick that's really worth three first rounds intact. So, you know, George Kittle, maybe, but at the end of the day, Trey Lance is going to have to get over the fact that he can't barely complete over 50% of his passes. And that is not a good look. If you're in fantasy leagues, he's going to be throwing a lot of interceptions instead of touchdowns. All right, Nick, let's say you did Justin (laughs) prolong things. Oh, Justin nailed it because here's the thing. You got 11 games sample size in in college. Then then you got three games in the NFL. And, and Bob, I'm sorry, you can extrapolate those numbers all, all you want. There's just one problem. He didn't get on the field yet. So you don't know what's going to happen. So Justin gets round three. Right. Hey, to be fair, I would hope Bob, so. Bob just <laughs> if I was lying. Bob just doing what I wasn't was lying. The numbers were right. I was just surprised they were actually that good. Hey, Bob, Bob, just for a quick one, I'm a 49ers fan. That run really hurt my soul. <laughs> that was good. Back and forth. That was great all the way around. All right, let's go to round four. It's 2-1. Let's see if Justin can prolong it to round five. Davis Mills, and I'm just interested to hear this anyway, to be honest with you. Justin, give me, uh, give me the champ argument for Davis Mills. Oh, uh, yeah, easy. 
Um, he doesn't have quarterback competition. He's had some of his best games actually against good teams. Like he had one of his best games in the season to get a 20 point game against the New England Patriots, which was an elite defense last year, at least in the secondary where he was, you know, I mean, they weren't running the ball, so they were passing the ball the entire time. Uh, this guy was a QB standout in high school. He was the number one high school prospect for his class. He was a second-round pick last year. I mean, come on. This guy is going to be given a shot here. Um, I, I like his chances. He's not a runner, but he's got Brandon Cooks on the outside. It's like having Tyreek Hill on the outside. You're just going to burn it. You're going to throw 60-yard bombs all day long to him. And then, you know, when they get into the, the red zone, they're not going to run the ball in. What are they going to do? They're going to try and find the tight end. That's more points for you. Davis Mills as your QB3 is probably going to give you QB two weeks and maybe even one QB one week every once in a while. But as a QB three, that is really valuable. All right. Good argument there. And the weeks that he becomes a QB one, we're going to shout that out on the show just for Justin. Bob, what say you, friend? Tell me, sell, or excuse me, give me the chump argument for Davis. Uh, he's such a nice guy. Very, very <laughs> It's hard, isn't um, it? <laughs> So I have on my website a uh, what's called the historical consistency report. So you can actually pick quarterback, and I can pick Davis Mills, and it shows his breakdown of home uh, consistency at home versus away, and then the different defenses, right? So last year, and, and so I'm, I'm going to put one little good caveat. If you're playing DFS and you want a really good value, start Davis Mills when he's playing at home. 71% consistent last year. You know what his consistency was on the road? Zero. He was 0 for 6. <laughs> so wow. definitely definitely has the potential. But, no, I mean, I think he's a stopgap. Uh, you know, maybe you draft him as a backup in your, you know, super flex league. But he just doesn't have the chops at this point to go to the next level. Uh, he still only has Brandon Cooks. Uh, you know, they got John Mechie, but the poor guy has leukemia. So, you know, he's out for the year. Marlon Max are running back. Damian Pierce has potential. There's just not enough offense around him to make him productive enough. And and so I I, I got to sell, and, and he's a jump. All right. Nick, Nick what say, say you, sir? What say you? Hold on. I'm looking here because I know last uh, – was it last season? I think it was like the last – Game of the year, he he torched some some team last year. Uh, yeah, last up. game of the year against Tennessee, at 301 yards and three touchdowns. Okay, so there you go. So so that's more than uh, Trey Lance ever did. So no, you're right. So, I totally agree. So with that. that's that. And uh, you said about about Brandon Cooks. Brandon, Brandon Cooks is is a top quality receiver. And then of course, don't don't forget about their secret weapon. Uh, Brevin Jordan down there at around the goal in the end zone. So I am going to give round four to Justin Herrera. Oh my goodness. In an in, in insane turn of events, we're going all the way to round five. This literally right, right. never happens, except, <laughs> all, except it always does. Let's go to round five. <laughs> this is where it's all decided. Guess where we're going? To America's team, the Miami Dolphins. Oh boy, boy! I've already what said. I, what do I have? I've already said Justin up no. here. He's already done. Bob, uh, give me the champ argument for Tua. Jesus. 
It's bad enough I had to do Trey Lance. Now I got to do two. <laughs> oh All right, Bob. Careful now. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, guess what? He's got Tyree Kill. So that in itself should automatically put him in the top 20, 15. Um, I mean, look, if anything, I will say this. One, he's got Tyree Kill. Two, Mike McDaniels. Mike McDaniels made Jimmy Garoppolo look good. And they used, you know, Debo Samuels as a running back. I assume they'll do a little bit of that with Tyreek Hill. Um, I think this offense has a lot of potential. They're going to run the ball well. Uh, but with Mike McDaniels there and Tyreek, um, you already had Mike Gusecki. You got Devontae Parker, Jalen Waddell. I mean, it, he's set up to, to, to be successful. I mean, that's really what it's all about. It's, it's his job to not lose, but to be terrible. And, I think if they can put him in the right situation, right scheme, right passing, you know, quick hitters to Tyreek and Jalen uh, Gusecki, uh, you got really good offensive line. You've got a good backfield. It's going to be a backfield by committee, but a very b- good backfield behind you. I think Tui can definitely be top 15. Is his consistency going to be there? Eh, maybe not. But, he's, you know, if Derek Carr can put up top 12 numbers with as bad as team as he had. There's no reason Tua can't put up top 12 total point numbers with that team around him. It's Tua time, to say the least. Justin, what say you? Give me the chump argument from a boy Tua. Well, since I know that you are a Miami Dolphins fan, I almost should just concede this round because it feels like the fix is in. <laughs> Nick's judging tonight, so. But um, anyways, so noodle arm Tua the reason you don't want to go get him, even if you have Tyreek Hill and you have Jalen Waddle on the outside, if you're throwing six yards downfield to Tyreek Hill, he's going to get hit. I don't care how fast he is, he's going to get hit. And let's face it, Tua is not the best deep throw ball thrower. He did not throw the most deep ball attempts last year. I think he was actually the 30th deep ball you know, attempts last year. And a lot of his balls hang a little bit, man. They're like they're, – they're, kind of like punts in the air. So what's to say a safety doesn't come right up on Tyreek Hill and, you know, since he's a little bit shorter and stuff, jump up right there and grab the ball for himself. I I like the combo of Waddle and um, of Tyreek Hill, but we need a better quarterback in there. I'm, I can't be the only one to think this. We need a better quarterback in there. We need somebody who can strong arm it down there. Get him. There you go. There you go. My boy Jester got it down. <laughs> Nick, thankfully this, like, awfulness is over. Can you uh, go ahead and call this? Because I'm really waiting to hit a button for uh, Justin. All right. Uh, Mr. Lung, I have a question yes. for you. Would you draft Tua based on your argument? As my QB one, I would be probably no, but in a, uh, but he's definitely close to the top twelve enough that you know I would definitely pick him as one of my first backups, um, and definitely as my second QB and a superflex. Okay, so so then we have conviction. Bob, you win. Okay. All right, Bob. Listen, it was fixed. I know that was fixed. I got that. You, it's, it's clean. <laughs> the clean air is in tonight. Take a deep breath, Bob. We don't Long. fix things That's around here. Long. We break them. Congratulations <laughs> to Bob. Love. And Justin, the all-familiar song is set for you, sir.
tradition on our show for our losers. So you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. All right. <laughs> Listen, I had to hit that on Leroy Butler. So how do you think I felt? I had to hit that. Okay, Jesus, this right. is a travesty. We're gonna you can't win on Tua. We're gonna take a quick break. Yeah, he won on Tua tonight. America's team in the house. All right, let's take a quick break. When we get back, we got a couple more positions to talk about to close things out. We'll be right back. Hey everyone, it's Commissioner Cooper from TSS Fantasy. Want to give your own fantasy league that extra professional touch? (laughs) Say less. We got you. TSS was based off a show that we did on our own fantasy league. Mike, night, night, sorry, and now possible twist. You're on your way. (laughs) Now we want to bring that professional fun, and creative side to your fantasy league. And you can do it for as low as $5 extra per owner. Oh my. I will guarantee it will increase your interactions within the league, create more fun, friendly banter. And give your league that extra real life feel that you didn't know it needed. to interacting with you and your league soon. Don't forget TSSFantasy.com Go visit it today. Get signed up. We are the Fantasy Show of the People. The Fantasy Show of the People indeed and we had a comment by the way regarding the QB situation. Lance, I agree. SQB on the Niners. Wow. Jeez. I agree. They're about to trade him away, huh? All right, let's go on to receiving. Um, you know, we're finishing, we're finishing our meat and potatoes of our draft. Talked about the running backs, the quarterback. Let's move on to receivers. Bob, give me a receiver you really like in 2022. Ooh, uh, good question. Um... Well, there's a lot. I the one I seem to be drafting a lot. Um, I'm surprised he hasn't risen as far as he should from an ADP standpoint. That's Allen Robinson for the Rams. I mean, last year Robert Woods in the eight games he played before he got hurt, seven of eight, 88 percent consistency. He was putting up. He wasn't putting up Cooper Cup numbers, but he was putting up consistency numbers that was top five. And Again, Robert Woods is a very good wide receiver. Certainly has, you know, been a good professional, uh, had a decent career. But Allen Robinson, I mean, yeah, he sucked in Chicago, but everybody sucked in Chicago. So now he's got Stafford. He's got Cooper on the other side, uh, this amazing team around him. I don't see any reason why you shouldn't be drafting Allen Robinson, at least as your wide receiver three. If you got a stretch to two, that's still not terrible value. But normally, more often than not, I'm getting as my wide receiver. Mm, totally agree. He is going. Let's call it Chicago stench. 
<laughs> might be uh, transferring over to L.A. Justin, what say you, my friend? Uh, give me a guy you like. Uh, I'll give you two. I got Terry McLaurin and DJ Moore, and I like him for the same reason, because positive touchdown regression because of a better quarterback. Carson Wentz made Michael Pittman elevate his game to that next level. I think Terry McLaren's already been there. I think he just needs that touchdown. He needs a couple more touchdowns. I think Carson Wentz is going to get him there. I think Carson Wentz has a better deep ball than uh, what? <laughs> I know Carson Wentz had a better deep ball than Taylor Heineke. But um, I think he's just going to – he's constantly going to feed him, and I think that's what Terry McLaren needs. I think he's going to get better quality targets too. Uh, Terry McLaren was throwing some of the worst balls in the fucking game. Um, and then DJ Moore – uh, I, I don't know. Everybody else doesn't think it's an upgrade. I think Baker's a significant upgrade over Darnold. I think he's, I mean, he's a more composed quarterback. He's in there, you know, he's led a team to a playoff game. And I think, you know, right now with camp, we're hearing that Moore is getting all the red zone, like, receptions. So I'm loving that. I'm like, okay, feed him. Just keep feeding him and feeding him and feeding him. And at that ADP value where he's at right now, he's like in the middle, like a wide receiver too. If I can get him and Terry McLaurin on a team, I'll do the Jester's plan and have two wide receiver two on my team that could be a wide receiver one for sure. Feed me <clears throat> whoa, excuse me. Feed me more as Justin <laughs> says. Nick, give me a guy that you uh don't like. Okay, a guy I don't like. Oh, incidentally, uh, Justin, according to Yahoo Sports, the Panthers are shopping Sam Darnold. Oh, nice. Going to the season. Or a bag of rocks. <laughs> or rice. Or, or rice. You know, bag, bag, bag of hammers. Okay, so. I actually meant sleeper for you. I'm, I'm messing up this list all tonight. You're I can do either one. All right, Which one do you want? I don't want to mess Fred up again. Let's do sleeper. All right. <laughs> it's our on the fly. My sleeper, um, I like him, number one, because he's a Penn Stater. And number two, his his um, his status is rising due to injury, and that is K.J. Hamler for for Denver now that uh, Timmy Patrick is, is out of the way. And, you know, I, I really hate to see that because Tim Patrick is a really good quality possession stud receiver uh he just doesn't have like the sexy name and and the sexy play but uh he is a really good good receiver and i love to have him on on my team but kj hamler last year he only had five receptions and in 74 yards but now that he's got a real quarterback to play with he, they're they're most likely going to put him in the slot because because he's only five nine 170 pounds you're not going to put him on the outside so so you're going to leave so that's going to put Albert O in in the middle, clean up all the linebackers, and then and then Hamler's just going to run drags and sweeps and cro- crossing routes across across the field, and he can catch the 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 deep ball. Go look at his plays from from Penn State. Go, go to YouTube. I mean, the the guy's a stud. Now he's going to get his opportunity because uh, Patrick got injured. You know, you don't want it to be that way, but that's just it is what it is. Indeed. Don't want to pray on, on injury, but could be I mean someone else could step up. Bob, give me a guy that we're sleeping on receiver wise. So everybody loves Jamar Chase, everybody loves T. Higgins. I get that. Not a problem. But the problem is they're sleeping on their number three receiver, which is Tyler Boyd, who last year was top thirty six. Actually he was top thirty two, both total points and consistency, and yet he's going at like wide receiver fifty, fifty five. I mean, I've been in drafts where, like, he's still around 
12, 14th round. Um, he's going to continue to put up those numbers. No, he's not going to set the world on fire. No, he's not going to put up Chase or Higgins type numbers, but he's going to be there every week at that 10, 15 point range. And again, if you have a flex league where you can put him as your, you know, fourth receiver as a flex, um, that's great value because he's putting up wide receiver three numbers last year. And now they got a better offensive line. There's just so much potential for Boyd and everybody's sleeping on him. I'm not. All right. I like that. Fred, give me a guy you don't like going into this year. It's really sad because I really, really liked him last year. It was DK Metcalf. Um, I mean, the difference is obvious. You're going from Russell Wilson to Geno Smith or to Drew Locke. I mean, it's just so obvious. Yeah, or Sam Darnold now. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Let's not forget, before Wilson got hurt, his finger injury, he led the NFL in yards per attempt at 10.4, passer rating of 133.6, and a passer rating from a clean pocket of 130.9. You can't, you can't, you can't replace that with any of these three clowns. So I don't know why DK Metcalf signed that three-year contract. I mean, maybe he wanted the money, but I would have waited out a little bit, get traded. Uh, I think he's going to be in a big decline this year. The Jets are bringing the stats. Tonight, ooh, we what a special night tonight, Bob. What say you, my friend? What's the guy you don't like? Well, guess what? It was DK Metcalf. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> as soon as you said, I'm like, I'm looking at my page, going, all right, who do I? Um, Tyler I'm Lock. Gonna go, I'm gonna go with AJ Brown. I just don't think. I mean, he's being drafted at, at a pretty high level. I mean, he's what wide receiver 12, 13 off the board in most leagues. And last year, he was only 46% consistent. Yeah, I know, it was Ryan Tannehill. But Jalen Hurts isn't as any much better passer. In fact, I think Ryan Tannehill is a better passer, uh, definitely more accurate. And so I, I just can't – it's the value. I mean, I'm not saying A.J. Brown's not a good receiver. I'm just not sure Jalen Hurts is, is that good of a quarterback. And, and those two are going to be this super, you know, Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill. So I just can't buy him at that – high wide receiver one, uh, wide receiver two value at this point. I'm not going to draft him any mileys. Ooh, wow. That's big right there. A.J. Brown. Um, by the way, if you're watching on Belly Up TV or about coming up on the hour, you switch over to our YouTube, you can, you can finish this out there. We're going to bring on to tight ends um, our last and final position. Bob, I'll start with you off the rip. Give me a tight end that you really like going into 2022. Well, it's the same guy that I liked when I got him last year in, in most waiver wires, and that's Dalton Schultz. Uh, last year, Dalton Schultz had a better consistency ranking than Travis Travis Kelsey did, 76% versus 73%. Uh, and guess what? The Cowboys got rid of, you know, Mari Cooper and Cedric Wilson. Uh, Michael Gallup won't be starting the season. So you got C. Lamb and, you know, a rookie and, and – who else is they going to throw to? So I just feel like Schultz has the potential to continue that consistency. Uh, he's a good, I mean, he's not, you're not getting him in like a super high value, but you're getting him in a decent spot. You get him in round six, seven um, after you load up on your wide receivers and tight ends and you're getting a 70 to 75% consistent tight end. Those are hard to come by. Basically last year, only Kelsey, Mark Andrews, uh, Pitts was only 65%. Uh, and Darren Waller was 73%. Uh, Tyler Higby was the only one else at 73%. And when we get to the sleeper, that's him. <laughs> hey, you guys spoiled it already. <clears throat> <laughs> All right, Nick, let's say you start. Give me one that you like going 
one in 20. Okay. One that I like, uh, you know, I talked about it earlier. The, um, then this is one of Justin's favorite tight ends. I'm going to go with the Chicago stench. I'm going to go with Cole Komet. Cole Komet, you know, Justin always says, you can't teach this. Well, I know you can't teach 6'6", 250. That's just, it's, you know. Uh, so he's come out of Notre Dame. He had a good season last year. He had, uh, with a night, 93 re- uh, receptions and he had for 612 yards, but he had no touchdowns. This year, that will all go up because he's going to be, I'd probably say he's probably going to be the primary red zone target in Chicago because, um, Darno Mooney, he is, he's, he's the outside burner. Uh, they don't really have anybody at that, uh, tight end depth besides maybe James O'Shaughnessy and he's trying to revive his, his year from, um, Jacksonville, they jettison Jimmy Graham. It is the Cole Komet show out there. And again, a young quarterback's best friend is a tight end and the running game. So what are you going to do? So if I get, if I are you sleeper, Cole Komet. All right. Uh, Justin, what say you give me a guy you do not like going into 2022. Um, I want, I want it. Start off with ending this guy's reign of terror. TJ Hawkinson, you are no longer deserving of that tight end for value, my friend. Ooh. My gosh. I mean, let's face it. This guy has only completed one full season, and that one full season he wasn't impressive either. Um, he's always injured. Uh, last year, when he was gone, Guess who ended up having an amazing back end of the season? Amon Ross St. Brown. Are we supposed to now just assume like, oh, yeah, no, that guy's just going to go away? No. I, everybody's just assuming TJ Hawkinson is going to rob from Amon Ross St. Brown. I think TJ Hawkinson is going to be a more of a blocker for DeAndre Swift to keep him on his feet. And they're going to throw to Amon Ross St. Brown because they decided, well, this guy was actually getting us downfield. This guy was actually scoring touchdowns for us. Why am I going to go with this, you know, as Nick would say, big clunker of a tight end and just, you know, <laughs> why would I go with big that? Clunker. I can just have big him blocked. All right, don't buy any lemons, according to Justin. Bob, what say you, sir? Give me somebody you lemons. don't like. Hold up, Justin. Uh, uh, Hawks always hurt because he's always wearing the defense of the other, of the other team. That's, that's why he, he's always hurt. <laughs> well, he should try and work on a separation then. <laughs> All right, Bob, give me a guy that you do not like, sir. I like this guy as a player. I think he's a badass, and when he's on the field, he can be decently consistent. He's had, certainly had better years, but it's George Kittle. I love George. I think he's a hell of a player. He's a badass. He throws himself at defenders. You know what happens when you do that? You get hurt a lot. And you let your teams down, your fantasy teams down, because they drafted you way too damn high again. Um, I just can't. I mean, I, I, you know, maybe if he falls, you know, into round six or seven and I'm loaded, maybe I'll grab Kittle. But, you know, Trey Lance didn't seem to have a lot of love for him when he was on the field in those few games. Um I think there was one game where he, he didn't even catch a ball or maybe one or one pass or something like that. Uh, it, as much as I love Kittle as a player, I just can't draft him for fantasy at that spot, especially with Trey Lance, a quarterback. 
I see what you did there, Bob. You you, you somehow circled all the way back just so you could trash Trey Lance again. Ah, I'm watching. I'm watching. <laughs> Fred, give me somebody that's a sleeper going into this year. I passed. Nick took my guy. <laughs> like I said, like I said, ladies and gentlemen. Hard to think on the fly. So in all that time, you couldn't research somebody real quick? I mean, we talked for like 10 minutes. I, I wrote good notes, though. Oh, Christ. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't mean, think well on his feet. That, right. No. Hey, man. Look, man. I had the 93 targets, no Allen Robinson, number two option, and Nick just comes out and takes my stuff again. I hate this guy. Let me, let Call me, on me let first me, from now on. I I can throw one at you. How about we talk talk about Gerald Everett and the How about CJ Usman blah blah blah? Right, because See, because yeah, that's yeah. all my quarterback is gonna be throwing to is the biggest guy in front of him because well let me not say that. Hopefully Zach Wilson can make it happen this year. But if I am Zach Wilson and if I'm having issues, I'm throwing to my big tight ends, Tyler Conklin and CJ Uzmanzada. So that if anybody on the Jets is gonna get them them fucking red zone touchdowns, <laughs> let it be that man right there. Or somebody else's mom. One of the yeah. Wow. That's the one. Joe Flacco's like thirty-seven-year-old milf connection. <laughs> I just want you to know, Fred, when you draft him this year, I just want to hear you go championship. Uzman Zada, come on, bro. Uzman Zada, bro. Uzma. Uzma. I say, yeah. yeah, that's not a bad thing. It's not too bad. All right. So, Bob, you got a sleeper in there? Anybody that you think that you know is going to bust like it out? Like I said. My boy, Tyler Higby, last year, one of the only four tight ends that were over 70% consistent. He's going as, like, tight end 18. I mean, he's not even going as a top 12, even close. And, again, he was there for Matt Stafford. You know, they have the two good receivers. They're going to clear the field out. He's a running game. There's no reason Higby can't be still in that 65 70% range. You can draft him super late. Maybe even draft him as your second tight end if your bench is deep enough. Uh, you know, get somebody like, uh, you know, uh, Schultz or, you know, Ertz or Goddard, whoever you want. But then grab them late. Again, can be a great flex spot, um, can be a great certainly bye week, and certainly be a great trade value. You know, if he starts off just like he, you know, stays and looks consistent, somebody kind of – you throw him out there to somebody's team who went it out and drafted, you know, Noah Fan or some garbage like that. Uh, you can trade Higby to them and maybe get a, a good receiver or backup running back or whatever you need. Yeah, and, a, and again, it's a highly prolific offense, so not a yep. bad grab to say the least. All right, well, we're going to close it out this week. We're super excited. We are going to be on, instead of Friday, on Thursday this week. We're going to we're doing right now a redraft mock, and we're going to tra- grade those like we did last week and kind of talk about that. But on Friday, we're going to be traveling up, and some of us on Thursday, traveling up to Ohio to hang out with Bob at the Fantasy Football Expo. We are so excited, and Bob busted the news this morning that the party's going to be on the field. We're so excited. Bob, this is your time. Let everyone know where they can follow, subscribe, and you know, if you want to plug the Fantasy Football Expo, just let everyone know all the great stuff that's coming up this weekend. All right, here we go. Um, take a deep breath. <laughs> Follow the GoSo Fantasy Football Expo, www.thefantasyfootballexpo.com. Uh, yeah, Get your tickets. Get your tickets packages. 
Um, you can come the whole weekend. It's only 75 bucks. You get entry to both access to both parties. Uh, you go with a, a ticket to the Pro Football Hall of Fame, your own Expo T-shirt, your own Expo swag bag with $200 worth of coupons in it, uh, access to the Expo all day, four different rooms of panel discussions going on, 50 different uh, booths of fantasy sports sites um, that are going to be there. Um, oh, by the way, Sirius XM Fantasy will be broadcasting live in the lobby of the hotel during the expo all day. So all your favorite guys from Sirius XM will be there. Uh, so they will be there all day. It is going to be a blast. You do not want to miss this. So get your tickets. And if you want to just get them at the door, that's fine as well. We'll be able to handle that for you. Uh, my consistency guide on Amazon 2022 Fantasy Football Consistency Guide. You can get that uh, Amazon.com. Just type in 2022 Consistency. Guess what? It pops up. Uh, follow me at Bob underscore Lung on Twitter at the FF Expo for the Expo and at Big Guy FS for the Big Guy Fantasy Sports site. There we go. Thank you guys for having me. It was a lot of fun. You notice how Bob yeah. Lung had to take a deep breath. It did for that. Hey Bob, where, yeah. where, and how much do we get your autograph for? <laughs> my all my autographs are free. I. I, I don't. I only sell them online. No, I'm just kidding. No, I, um, I am always shocked when people are like, "Can I? Can you autograph my book?" And I'm like, "Really? Like what? Okay." Uh, but no, thank you. <laughs> Outside, whatever. I, yeah, I, it's not going. I don't think it's a high value on Amazon or on uh, uh, where they sell those. Oh, uh, eBay. It's not going for a high price on eBay right now. No worries, Bob. Nick just knows how to make the guests feel uncomfortable right before we leave. (laughs) All right, guys. We appreciate you all again joining us. Don't forget, follow us on Thursday. We'll we'll do our mock draft grades. We're going to play Fantasy Feud. Speaking of Fantasy Feud, Bob, next year at the Expo, we need a stage for uh, for our game show, I think. All right, guys. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys, listen, we appreciate you guys. It's going to be an exciting week. Come check us out Thursday. We'll have all kind of cool stuff coming from the Expo this weekend as well. We appreciate you, and we are out. We're on a mission. suffer from chronic hip, knee, or shoulder pain? Avoid drug dependency and surgery with Downtown's Healthcare in Denver. Downtown's Healthcare offers regenerative therapies that stimulate the body's self-healing process. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 